Welcome to Binge Watch with us. That's Pickles. And that's Lisa. And this week we watched Unbelievable on Netflix. So excited to talk about this. I could not wait to talk to you about this show. Me either. Remember I kept texting you while you were on quote unquote vacation. And I was like, and you're like, (laughs) I've only seen one episode. And And I was like, fuck. Yeah, I did. I watched I watched the first episode and I was just kind of like, I I mean, because you you don't really know what it's about in that first episode. Sure. And that first episode's hard. And then where I was on vacation at um, did not have good Wi-Fi and I don't have unlimited data, so I can't just watch Netflix all willy nilly. Listen, I think y'all should part with some of the pops money and (laughs) upgrade. Yes. For, for my sanity only, really, is why I want you to do In case you're in a hotel chain yes. uh, resort that has crappy Wi-Fi. Um, go follow Pop and Toys on Instagram, please. <laughs> <laughs> for all your pop needs. For all your pop needs. Before we get into the show, though, yes. do you know what starts next week? What? Big Mouth. Yes, there's so much Netflix news. Let's do Netflix. <laughs> let's let's do subscribe stuff. Then we'll do Netflix news, and then we'll get into the show, and we'll go quick so that we could just hurry up and talk about this amazing miniseries. This will be 19 hours long. No, please subscribe to us on iTunes. Please leave us a rating and a review. If you leave us a review, we will read it back on the show and give you a shout out. Whether mm-hmm. it's nice or not, but all of our reviews and ratings have been very nice. So we I appreciate know, all that. 17 of them. Yes. Also, you can follow us on Spotify. Um, mm-hmm. Follow us on Instagram at bingewatchwithus at gmail.com and go like our Facebook page. Uh, we're having a lot of fun conversations there. You can also email us at gmail.com. No, uh, you need the no, full address fuck. there. You could also email us at <laughs> bingewatchwithus at gmail.com. Yes. The cheap wine's already kicked in. No, I'm not drinking wine today. Uh, <laughs> yeah, whatever. No, I'm not. <laughs> it's lemonade, actually. I was going to say, is it crystal light lemonade? It sure is. <laughs> <laughs> that shit is like crack. It's so good. Oh, my God. We Blech. make a big pitcher of it every weekend. <laughs> and I swear I drink <laughs> the whole pitcher by like Sunday night. It's so delicious. Oh, yeah. I, when I was on Weight Watchers, I drank that shit up like nobody's oh business. Gosh, it's so good. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Pickles is going back on a diet because 33 is rough. <laughs> She's been 33, y'all. Uh, 33 for <laughs> like two sorry, weeks. Long, for two weeks. Yes. So she knows of what she speaks. Yeah. But no, seriously, guys. 50 weeks ago. We would love it if you sent us your thoughts on shows that you're watching, shows that you want us to watch. If you watched Unbelievable and you thought it was amazing just like us, shoot us an email or leave us a comment on our Facebook page. Heck, you can even email us and and go, look, you know, uh, I don't know. I have the flu this week. Can you give me a list of shows that i should binge this week we will do that we are full service we we will start with big mouth yes and backtrack from there okay netflix news big (laughs) mouth big mouth comes out october 4th so excited have you seen the trailer yet i don't 
know, but I do know, I think the Queer Eyes yes. guys are in it. Yes. I'm so excited because <laughs> they had it all on their Instagram account. And I was like, yay, Jonathan. Yeah, it looks like the Queer Eye guys make a cameo in yes, Big Mouth Season do. 3. I can't wait. I'm going to watch it in like a whole day and then watch it like four more times. I love <sighs> Big Mouth. Can we just do that for that week? That would be so easy. <sighs> I just don't know if we can. No, I don't know <laughs> if I can talk to you about puberty. Like, I don't know. Why? Are you still in puberty? I uh, Yes, I have. Actually, since I've been 12 years old, I have not finished puberty. Um, <laughs> I would definitely have to have wine that episode we'll definitely see. i think that would be hilarious drink a lot before we start recording <laughs> yeah that make always more makes fun. for a great episode <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like and i'm done i'm done talking about this i have to go yes um also peaky blinders season five comes out october 4th ow oh my god yeah what are you gonna watch i don't know man big mouth or peaky or go back and forth i'll definitely do big mouth first yeah it'll be easy um, you can watch a trailer for Peaky Blinders and Big Mouth on YouTube. I also watched another trailer for a new movie that's going straight to Netflix. It's called In the Tall Grass. It Ooh. is a Stephen King story. Oh, yeah. I heard about that. Yeah. And it's about getting lost in really tall grass. One of my biggest fears. Is it really? Yeah. That's oh. why I never go to those corn mazes and stuff. That's where people go to die and oh, nobody yes. ever finds them. Yeah. No, you no. want to know what they're doing in those in those big fields of corn? I'll tell you. Meth. What? People are doing meth in those big fields of corn. I swear to God. I know this from well, personal no. experience. Well, no, I mean like the, um, you know, the ones that they charge you money for. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like where roped you like off and everything. Yeah. It's, yeah. When you walk, it's, there was a scene like that in, um. The first season of Sabrina. Ever. Yes, I think so. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. And I still, I would be okay with it, but they have to guarantee me that nobody's hiding in there to jump out at you that works for them because I will kick them right in the balls. I'm just telling you. Well, I'm telling you, when you're, when you're driving down the interstate and you drive past fields of corn, there are meth heads in there for sure. Oh, oh, sure. I wish I was the only thing in there. Uh, yeah, for real. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe this will, will be really scary. I just love Stephen King, so I'm probably going to check it out. She doesn't care. There's mm-hmm. also a new movie with Paul Rudd coming out. <gasps> yeah, it's called... Um, it's called I Living just read With about Yourself. Today. Yes. Yeah. It. It's about a Paul man Rudd. who undergoes a new treatment to create a happier version of himself. <laughs> it seems really dark and like perfect for Paul Rudd. That comes out October eighteenth. Mm, we might have stuff to watch in October. Yes, I think October is going to be a good month. I think October is going to be like August, where we had like a ton of stuff to watch. Mm-hmm. And I started watching Marianne. <gasps> I I wanted to uh, text you about that. I was like, it's got subtitles. It's got to be right up your alley. It's so fucking scary. Is it that okay? Good. So we're doing that it's next like week. It's like real scary. I, uh, Can you, you not like, do? Do you get scared easily? Yeah, but I love that shit. Oh, but you like it? Yeah, it doesn't matter. I think that this might be scarier than Haunting of Hill House. That's what I've heard. Mm-hmm. Please go back and listen to our episode of Haunting of Hill House. That is like one of my favorite episodes that we ever did. 
and uh, others. I think it's like one of our top episodes, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's, I think it's usually like in our top 10 episodes. So go wow. back, listen to that episode. Maybe I'll throw mm-hmm. that one up on the Facebook page, page so you can hmm. easily click it. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, so I watched the preview to it downstairs. I think it was downstairs or maybe it was on my phone. And I was like, wait, is that what? What are they speaking? Because I couldn't see the subtitles. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, it's subtitles. Wait till I tell Pickles and she'll be like, done, sold. We're watching it. Nope. No problem. Well, Yes, yeah, so it's French. Yeah. And Francais. it's like super duper French. Like super duper French. Hey, I'm going to have croissants. The main character is way too cool for school. Sure. Um, sure. She's an author, right? Does she have a yeah. beret? No, but she has like a really cool haircut and it's like shaved on the side. Of course they you do. You know? Yeah. Know. Um, and she wears like really cool clothes. She's just... Sure. Yeah, way too so cool not for t-shirts me. and jeans at every turn like I do. No, it is like t-shirts and jeans, but like way better style than you and I would ever imagine to wear. So, <sighs> yeah. yeah, I actually bought some big girl clothes for work because we can now wear jeans pretty much year round. Hooray. Yeah, really excited about that. It literally makes it the only thing that makes it worthwhile. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> We love our jobs. <laughs> I do love my job. I just, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So I got some stuff from uh, Unique Vintage, oh. which I love. God, somewhere else, too. <sighs> oh, um, Torrid. T-O-R-R-I-D. Oh. For ladies who are not skinny. I always love the clothes at Torrid. I'm always, like, super jealous that. So cute. I just I recently, I've heard about it, and we actually have a store less than a mile from the house. Oh, That's perfect. Right. A mile. Have I been? No. Where was I shopping last night? Online. Oh. <laughs> Fuck you. I'd have to go down the street? No. Ugh. Be in public? No, thanks. Listen, I had to go to Apple on Saturday morning. Oh, God. First effing thing. Why? To get a new iPad. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And that was as much communication as I want to have with, uh, with uh, retail people for like a lifetime. Well, look at you fancy with your AirPods and your new iPad. I got the iPad, the Pro 11. So it's not the newest, oh. newest, newest one. There's a 12 mm-hmm. point something that's even yeah. bigger. Like it's like mine's 11 inch. That's like 12 point something. And yeah. I think they have a new, new one that's coming out with the 11. But I was like, you know. No. It's not 12 necessary. is too big. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I got that. I know. And they're like, do you want the iPhone 11? We just got them in stock. And I was like, one, I don't live under a rock. So, duh. <laughs> and two, look at my records. I literally just got this phone, like, in May. So, uh-huh. I'm good. I'm like, unless you want to forgive me all the money I owe on it and get the yes. 11. Fine. Yeah. Uh, let's go. But, you know, he just laughed. He just laughed. No, and that's laughed. not how this works. No. You yeah. can trade your you can trade your soul for it if you want, but right. But I traded my old um Apple Watch and my old iPad and I got enough money to pay the sales tax on the new iPad to put like 50 or 60 dollars towards my bill and donated 20 dollars to the American Heart Association cuz that's one oh, of the wow. things they're doing. Yeah. Awesome. So look at me. You're so charitable. I I was going to say like $10. So I was like, let me do 20. I don't, I mean, I don't have it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like. Yes. 
me giving up my own personal twenty dollars, it's twenty dollars found. So. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. Still, so anyways, I'm sorry. I wouldn't have done it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's get into the show. We should probably warn people about this, though. I feel okay. like we're in the day and age of warning people in case they don't know what it's about so they can turn off now. I mean, I hope that if you download an episode of a show called Binge Watch with us, you also watched the show. Well, that may be, but I think some people listen to us first. Oh. And then decide if they want to watch the show. Oh, okay. But, well, you know, and they, they may not be up on all the hip and happening news like we are. Mm. Well, what do you want to warn people about? Well, I just want to warn them that there's a lot of triggers in this um, mm-hmm. show. There, It deals with rape mainly. So if you're anyone that's experienced or have a loved one or somebody went through it, you know, just uh, I'm sorry, but that's this whole show. So. Yeah, be, ca- <laughs> Good just be luck. careful. Yeah. Um, but it's. And I also want to say that I don't think we're going to be kidding around a lot about this show because it's pretty no. serious. But um, I just want to say that I cannot even imagine what any of these ladies went through. No, no. Anybody that ever goes through a rape or anything like that, I just, I'm so like in awe of them because I think I would lay in a bed and die. Like I would be so afraid to go out the door that I would just... I don't, I don't know how I would handle it. I mean, you know, it's yeah. just, it's so super scary. To no, me. it's something we, we literally can't even imagine what we would do. You, you know, know, it's like people are like, oh, I, you know, I want to die this way or I can't imagine doing this. Like, I think I'd almost rather get kidnapped than get raped. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying. But that's it. Okay. Let's okay. go because this is such a good show. <laughs> All right. Well, Unbelievable is based on the Pulitzer Prize winning article called An Unbelievable Story of Rape. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was published by ProPublica. Sure. I've never heard of them. Have you heard of them? Nope. No, but they won a Pulitzer Prize for it. Um, it's about the true story of Marie Adler. That's her real name. Okay. Good. Who was a victim of Mark O'Leary, and that is not the perpetrator's name in the show. Yeah. Between 2008 and 2011, Mark O'Leary committed a series of rapes in Seattle and Denver. Mm. That's because he was stationed in Tacoma, Washington. He was in the military. Oh. Mm. Mm. At the time, Marie Adler lived in Linwood, which is outside of Seattle. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here is what's super interesting about this true story, though. And this is why this story exploded. From 2011 to 2012, 21% of rape cases in Linwood were considered as unfounded. That's five times the national average. Wow. 21% of cases, almost a quarter where the cops going, you're a liar. Oh, my God. And nobody picked up on, like, there's all these rape cases coming in, but they're all being dismissed by the detectives? Like, who keeps track of that? I I, I don't know. Um, but Marie is the one who got the attention focused on this problem. Good. Good for her. I mean, sorry, but good for yeah, her. No, her case against the Linwood police department is what shined a spotlight on it and that's when people were like fuck me this is a lot of quote unquote unfounded 
rape mm-hmm. cases. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so her case and the article led to reform in the Linwood area, and it now requires police to have definitive proof of lying before closing the investigation. So not just, oh, well, that's strange that this mm-hmm. story doesn't match up. No, 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 that's not fucking good enough anymore. Now Mm-mm. they have protocol for it. Good. Yeah. Because, whew. I, that is so Whew. 21%. <gasps> well, not even that, but in the first episode versus the second, I think it's the second episode where they introduced the second rape victim yeah. who has a different set of detectives who are women was so night and day that I actually burst into tears. I had to go in the bathroom. Oh, yeah, for sure. I was so upset by it. I had to do that he, a lot. <laughs> yeah, this, this was show. a rough one. The investigation of Marco Leary's subsequent rapes led to his arrest, and he actually was sentenced to 327 and a half years in prison. I cried when that verdict was read, too. I I, I literally just, tears started streaming down my face. 327 and a half. Good. It's all that, you know that half, they could have just said 327 and a fuck you years in prison. Yeah. But, you know, I love that, though, because that means that that was probably the max he could get. Yeah. So there's no chance of him. I mean, he's not a young man. I mean, I think he was probably maybe 40s, 30s. I'm not I'm not sure. I I really didn't look into him very much. But, you know, basically he's going to live out in prison and I hope they throw him in general pop. I hope with a sign that says I am a rapist. So he gets his just dessert. I mean, and of old ladies, of little, like, little, I mean, Marie Adler on the show seems to look like a 12-year-old girl. Well, it's not even that. It's not the fact that he raped them, which is humiliating enough, but he stuck around for hours Mm -hmm. and had whole scenarios planned out for them, plus made them shower and stuff to get rid of the evidence. Fuck you, buddy. Slip my throat right here. I'm not taking a fucking shower or a bath <laughs> or whatever. Just kill me right fucking here. No, I don't think he, I don't, I really don't think he ever wanted to do that. I don't think he wanted to kill any of them. No, I don't think he did either. He's just a I sick I think he probably fuck. at that point would have tied you back up and forced you into the shower. I really probably. do. He had no desire to kill people. I really he don't was think he did. Odd duck. Oof. Yeah. He Oof, was piece of really, shit. really strange. But like I said, I didn't do too much uh research on him good because exactly exactly <laughs> fuck him you know th- well, that, and, and that's, that's not, not about what the show is about right which i loved how they did it i loved how they kind of of course rape is the main point of this show but they really didn't focus on it in a way that i would think would be offensive you know it's like they would show flashes of the incidents but and talk about it but talk about it I don't want to say clinical, but almost kind of clinical. And then I yeah. feel like they, it, it wasn't the focus of it. It was more focusing, I felt, like on the victims themselves, meaning like, how are they doing since the rape? Like, yes, the rape happened and it sucks. How are you doing after well, everybody but uh, the first chick? How are you doing? Here's some therapy. Here's some this. Right. And how the detectives kept checking in on them. I thought that was fabulous. No, that's exactly right. So the director of the show made a conscious choice. Mm-hmm. To go, okay, this is going to be about rape victims, not mm-hmm. the rapist, not mm-hmm. the rape. 
Um, mm-hmm. She was aware of this kind of, you know, like I joke about it a lot, like like murder porn. Like we watch ID Discovery yeah. mm-hmm. and, you know, stuff like that, where it's almost like it's almost like Food Network shows where it's like yeah. you get to the point where it's just nothing. It's just something yeah. to have on in the background. And it, it, for whatever reason, um you're drawn to it you're almost hypnotized by it and so mm-hmm. the director knew that you know that kind of murder porn and that I'm, i mean i'm joking i'm not i don't mean it's actual porn yeah. was a thing and she wanted to stay so far away from like the glorification of rape it's not sexual no and, no and she made sure to tell or to tell the story so that it's not sex that's not yeah. what's happening here. Mm-hmm. So it stays so far away from being sexy, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. So, no, that was a conscious decision that she made. Good. And she had to sit down and figure out how do I show this violent act mm-hmm. without, like, without displaying the sex part of it. Yeah. And I yeah. think she did a phenomenal job. I mean, if this, this whole movie, let me tell you, our I, miniseries or limited series or whatever the fuck they call it was just so powerful and so well made and the yeah. murder I, I mean I think I told you the murderinos uh different groups I'm in just went were going bananas over this I mean I I kept seeing post after post of women being like I watched this in one day I started it and ended it uh two hours before I had to get up for work like people yeah. were seriously drawn to this and watching it and just really talking it's fascinating. about fascinating. It. Yeah. It's super fascinating. Let's talk about the actresses. Yes, let's do that. The girl that plays Marie Adler, her name is mm-hmm. Caitlin Dever. Sure. Okay. I've never seen her in anything. Nope. Me neither. But her IMDb says she's been in some amazing stuff. She's been acting since she was 12, so. Oh. So two years ago. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I'm sure we're going to see her in a ton more stuff. Yeah. Because we said this about the next, maybe the next person you're going to talk about or the next rape victim who we did a show on and said you're going to see her and stuff to come. Yeah. I and there can't she remember her name. I think her name's like Danielle McCurdy, maybe. Sure. Sure, sure. Um, sure. She was in Dumpling and... God Boy. damn it. I love this actress. I wanted to so bad. Yeah, Danielle uh, McDonald. McDonald. Is her name. I wanted, I just was like, I, it, it took everything I had not to be like, episode two has dumpling in it. So you have to watch it now. <laughs> like, I, I didn't want to tell you anything. I love everything about this girl. I love that she's mm. her size and she's acting. Yeah. Yes. I yes. love that she's got her curly hair and she's just letting it be. So, I love her. Like she's and so genuine. She is. She is. And she's proud, which finally yeah. they have a lot of full size women yeah. who are not in the background looking at all the skinny women wishing they were like them eating candy bars in the closet type stereotype that in itself that they chose a bigger woman to play a rape victim i never even fucking thought about it until i saw her that Mm -hmm. murder victims and rape victims on tv shows are always thin what the fuck kind of (sighs) shit is like 
what is wrong with us that well, we think and- only skinny, pretty people can get murdered? Have you ever seen the memes? I'm sure you, well, you may not have, that are like, um, that says something like that. Like, all the murder victims are always skinny, so eat more cake or something yeah, like yeah, that. To be like, true. listen, that's the bigger true. you are, the less likely yeah. you are to get uh, kidnapped, which I don't think is true. No, but, of course it's not. But, you know, I mean, my own personal weird theory about it is that um it's the murder porn thing it is well i mean you know especially men who kill women most of the time they're killing uh sex workers yeah the invisible who are probably mainly skinny because they're all on dope and uh, not all i shouldn't say that but a lot are probably have drinking and drug problems and smoke a lot yeah probably so that keeps you all nice and skinny you know or they're looking for a certain type of woman aka ted bundy right he was looking for his, what, fiancé or whatever. Girls yeah. that match his fiancé. girlfriend whatever it was, yeah. Which, P.S., real quick, sidestep. Side I would love to watch a Ted Bundy thing that told everything from the side of the victims. And Ted was just in the background. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Like, just talk about the women. Talk about who they were. What happened. I think, you know, I think and, that and, we, we haven't seen anything like that. Because, god damn, that would be tragic. Just it would be young, but, young co-ed after young co-ed, mm-hmm. you know, ugh. yeah, it's like an I, endless string of them. But I'd rather see that than another fucking Ted Bundy uh, documentary or whatever with him yeah. front and center 24 seven. Let's talk about Detective Duvall. Yes. She is played by Merritt Weaver. I don't think okay. her name is Weaver because it's W-E-V-E-R. Okay. So Weaver. Yeah. This bitch is a two-time Emmy-winning actress. Well, she should be because she is fabulous. I loved her. So, Detective Duvall, the real detective's name is Detective Stacy Galbraith. Okay. Yeah. There's no way for me to say that last name and make it sound nice. It sounds so bad coming out of my face. But do you know what? What movies or miniseries she starred in? She was the sheriff in Godless. The whole time I'm watching it, like the first episode, I had to stop it. I was like, she is so damn familiar. Who is she? And as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh. And I moved on. Which Godless, when when you and I first started this podcast, that was on the short list of things we wanted to cover. Instead, we covered Stupid Riverdale. I know. I feel robbed. You guys, if you liked Detective Duvall in this show, go watch God. Stop what you're doing now. Pause the podcast. Go watch Godless. <laughs> Come back. After, after you rate and review us, go yeah. watch Godless. Yes, thank you. That was the first time I ever saw her, and I was, mm-hmm. like, blown away by her and that. Yep. And yep. what's funny is it's the same voice. Yes. <clears throat> and I think that's what triggered me more than the look about her. I was like, yeah. God damn, she's familiar. It drove me crazy. That, Go ahead. It's that soft voice. Tony Collette plays Detective Rasmussen. I will watch her open a box. I love her so much. The real detective's name was Edna Hendershot. God, I loved her. Um, she is an Academy Award nominee. Mm-hmm. She's from Little Miss Sunshine, The Sixth Sense, and most Muriel's recently, Wedding. Hereditary. Hereditary. Yeah. Shit, that was a good movie. I 
don't know if I liked it or not. I'm still on the fence. She was also in Velvet Buzzsaw, which is a Ugh. Netflix original movie. Don't watch that, guys. I know. Well, you told me to. Thank God. Because I'd have been pissed. Because no. we were going to do an episode on it. Um, and then, she's she's great at it. It's just the movie didn't wasn't good. Yeah. But she's in so many things. I, I, I Muriel's Wedding is the first thing I remember seeing her in. She's, in. she's Australian. I love her so much. And literally will watch her in anything. She is the best. I love her. There's also Dale Dickey. She was Detective Rasmussen's, like, uh, I don't know. Oh, she's in everything. I love her. Fucking, she's in every. She's in everything. She's everything. in Claws. Oh, I is love. she? Yep. She yep. was also in I Am the Night, which was um, a miniseries oh, on TNT. Yeah. yeah, that was about the Elizabeth Short Black Dahlia murders. Yeah, I kind of watched some of those episodes. I didn't get hooked, so I kind of walked I, away. I liked it. Um, she's in Bloodline, which people swear by, but I do not like. Oh, okay. Have okay. you watched Bloodline? Was... Yeah, people love it, and I don't like it. Are you kidding? Um, and she was in True Blood. Yes, she <laughs> yes. was. Um, who was she? She, she was, was like a like a a, a shapeshifter. Pack yes. or something. Oh, Jesus Christ. So that, while I was doing the research for this, I decided from now on, we have to play Seven Degrees to Alexander Skarsgård. Yes. Every episode. Yes. I <laughs> love, <clears throat> I love this idea. I think we should definitely do it yeah. every day of the week. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, you know, Alexander Skarsgård. Yeah. So Girl. there's our uh, Alexander Skarsgård uh, yep. connection. Um, right now, Unbelievable has 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's so good, y'all. God. If you, okay. oh, so let's, yes. st- let's talk about the story. Okay. All let's right. Let's do that. So it's really two stories in one, I feel yeah, like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So guys, I loved this show so much that I immediately started reading article after article. I did Wikipedia's. <laughs> I'm like way more prepared for this episode. I should be this prepared for every podcast that we do. <laughs> but I don't know if every show we do has that much to talk about. Right, like, yeah. You know, like yeah. this is, but yeah, y'all, she sent me a, a text message that was like, 45 miles long and she's yelling at me in the beginning of it (laughs) and um i was like holy fuck and i was like i should really watch this again and take notes and that was what saturday Mm -hmm. and i was like nah i'm good yeah i was ready to record (laughs) on friday but Okay, so the miniseries follows Marie's rape in 2008 and the female detective's investigation in the Colorado rapes in 2011, which leads to the arrest of Chris McCarthy, who, like the real life Mark O'Leary, gets 327 and a half years in prison. That is the maximum sentence. Thank fucking Jesus. He should have got more. And like we said, what I think makes this show so good is it's about the victims and it's about the trauma that happens after the rape. Yeah. Yeah. There's always, there's always trauma. It doesn't after just anything. end. Yeah. When the attack is over, Mm-mm. when the police show up to Marie's place, she's forced to relive the attack four times. I was like, stop. Within hours of being raped. I was like, stop. The way they handled her case was so upsetting to me. One, they should have brought in a female 
detective or sergeant or somebody to come in and sit with her during all this. Or I don't know, call one of her fucking uh, foster mom friends, somebody call somebody to come in with her so she can talk about this instead of just acting like she's a liar from the get go. I was so angry. I was so angry and upset. It takes me years of therapy to live through one traumatic event in my life. And this bitch yeah. has to do it four times in one day. Yeah. That was ridiculous. And then the police, like, are surprised when she can't keep things straight. Like, cutting her hands free or calling for help. Like, which one did you do first? You don't know. As somebody who's been, n- never been raped, but has been a victim of a violent crime, I guess... Mm-hmm. Uh, twice. twice. I was robbed at gunpoint and then mugged a year later at gunpoint. Um, I never got hurt, but seriously, it took me about 10 years to get over it. Yeah. 10 years. And that I had nothing. Nobody hit me. I had no physical um, Don't, no, marks. don't minimize your trauma oh, because no, somebody no, no. else's but, trauma's bigger. Yeah, no, no, no. But I meant like, you know, I wasn't even slapped or hit or punched or anything. And it, and it was just all the, the aftermath. And it, that took me 10 years to get over. It. Yeah, this bitch had to talk about Ten. it four times. Yeah. And, Ugh. you know, she was in shock, which I can't believe. I, I just, oh, I was so angry. Like, I understand you want to get it while it's fresh. I get the first time. You get it once. Everybody can go fuck themselves. She could talk about it later. Let her do the, you know, all the swabbing and all that shit. You don't need to tell the nurses. Like, to me, like, you tell it once, especially right after it happens, and then let them start processing some of it. Um, because, of course, she's going to get... Uh, her brain is... Can you imagine? No. Can, That's <laughs> I the just thing. Like, she's imagine. being physically processed. Yes. You know? And, and you're <sighs> not letting her mentally process this. That scene where she's in the hospital and they're doing the rape kit on her was like jarring that was so Mm -hmm. hard to watch like okay we've got to do four swabs and each swab has two uh q-tips or whatever and so we're gonna put and then oh god you want to know what the worst part was is that they asked Mm -hmm. her did he penetrate you anally and she goes no and they're like okay well we're gonna put some swabs up there anyway why are we doing that yeah do you think she forgot did you think she forgot like i i i i the whole thing, the whole thing, I, I, the whole way they pro, and I'm sure this is not exaggerated for Hollywood effect. So I do want to say the real Mo- Marie Adler watched the show. Oh, yeah. She Ooh. said she cried a lot through the whole thing, but Ooh. she said this episode in particular is dead on. Jesus. Everything about the first episode, she said, is exactly true. <clears throat> and I don't want to say that all male cops or detectives are like this. Obviously. No, of course not. No, they're not. But these but two dickheads should be in prison too with the rapists. I'm just statistically saying. these two detectives in real life mm-hmm. were wrong twenty one mm-hmm. five times more often than normal detectives. Yes, these cops have a fucking problem. Yeah, and they should they should have taken him off the force immediately. Or have well, him, or have them suspended, and have them go through like sensitivity training or something. Because the way they processed her to me reminded me of how they would process somebody who is about to go into prison. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they're checking everything to make sure there's nothing being hidden. Wink, wink. And that kind of stuff. They were so rough with her. And then they were like, okay, have a great day. Go fuck yourself. We'll be in touch. Her foster mom sucked too. Um, I think the younger one, I want to say younger, the one that was by herself, the single mom. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I thought she was horrible. Uh, and it's, it's all over the place. Surprising because they they both mentioned to each other on a phone call that they are both victims of sexual assault too. I don't know yeah. if it was rape, but they were both victims of something. And then they're surprised when she doesn't act exactly the way that they did. Well, and what floored me about that is yeah, these foster moms, especially the one that was married, who I felt was uh, more loving. Maybe uh, more like a mom-mom kind of thing because she still hung out with her and her husband. I felt like she should have been like, come to my house. We have cookies. We have um, a warm blanket. You can stay with us as long as you need to. How about call in to work for a week? Tell them what, I'll tell them what happened. I'll yes. call in for Why you. Why she didn't call them for her? I, uh, every time she went to work and she was having like these breakdowns and stuff, I, I was so uncomfortable and I was so enraged by it because I was like somebody should have told this girl something people all over the place I felt like let her down by not saying you've gone through a rape you need to go to therapy when you can you need to deal with this and you kind of need to take a break from everything for a few days like get kind of process it a little bit um and then go about your day I, I the fact that they were just like okay well you gotta go to work next day peace out um was upsetting this is my note on the cops and this the uh foster parents it just Mm. says fucking baby boomers (laughs) (laughs) i mean come on Uh, yeah um the cops force her to say she's lying because of inconsistencies in her story because she needs another man to tell her what the fuck to do yep that's exactly what she needed she's exposed for air quotes lying about the rape yep she loses her apartment her job mm-hmm. and her friends mm-hmm. they're all like liar 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 i you know i don't i what i hear about women who do falsely report rape it is enraging oh yeah it's, oh yeah no no i agree but and i do and i know i know that in the past i've gone you fucking bitch why would you do that Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. because because it ends up hurting. Well, I mean, first, I can't even go into it. It's too much. I can't. But my, my problem with it is when they found out that, you know, when they said and she kind of turned it around and said, oh, yeah, yeah, I was lying. I'm sorry. My bad. But just to see her reaction and everything afterwards and how she was handling things. Anybody that thought this girl didn't go through something traumatic is stupid. Is a dumb fuck. This isn't 1970. This isn't 1980. This was what? 2008. 13 years ago, whatever. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that long ago. And I feel like at least in the 2000s, we were more um, acceptable of um, mental health and things of that nature. So it wasn't that long ago. And for people to be like, she's fine. She's obviously upset because she lied about the rape. It is is enraging to me. I just, I can't even see straight. The 
And we talked about this a little bit. The juxtaposition of how Detective Parker, who's the Linwood detective, I don't know his real name. I didn't look it up. Um, mm-hmm. How he handles the witnesses and then the way that Detective Duval handles them is mm-hmm. stomach churning. Uh, when she first came onto the screen and started talking to that witness, I think I texted you and I was like, there's something about the way she talks that makes me want to cry. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. I think I want everybody to talk to me the way that Detective Duvall talks to people. <laughs> I think if we all spoke to each other that way, that um, we could cure anxiety forever, I think. <laughs> right? Could you imagine just everybody talking to each other so yes, softly very, very. and acceptingly? And of yes. course, I understand. God. That's all right. But when when I saw how they handled the second victim's rape and the aftermath of it again i burst into tears because i was like this is how it should be yeah this is exactly how it should be and and not saying that men are can't no. handle it or no, don't know men, how to handle could it could be it's it's not a man or a woman thing that's not Mm-mm. what this is no 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 it's a, an accepting or um victim blaming exactly Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And I, I just, I just feel like me personally. This is why I go to a a woman gynecologist because they uh, they have the equipment so they understand it better, which probably sounds really biased, but that's just me. I, I've had men gynecologists and I have women, but I feel like if I talk to my gynecologist now and I'm like, I think I'm premenopausal and this is why I don't get the eye rolls or the whatever. It's not that bad. It's like. Probably sounds just yeah. like it. Let's do some testing. But just the way she handled it, Jesus Ugh. Christ! Let's come talk and, in my car. La, and guess la, what? La, la. Huh. Her victim could tell you his height, his weight, yeah. his race. Mm-hmm. She's like, if yep. I had ten more minutes, I would have known his credit score. Yeah, like yeah, amazing. And it's weird. I can honestly say that when I was robbed at gunpoint. And the, the, the store I worked at at the time, he, the detectives that came over afterwards, the cops and everybody and everybody I told and called, like I had to call my boss and all these people and be like, we were just robbed, la, la, la. Everybody's like, you're so calm. But I yeah. remembered, I still do, but I remembered all these little particular details because I think that's just where my mind went. Like, yeah. remember yeah. as much as you can. Assuming you survive, remember as much as you can. And that's just not the way that Marie Adler's brain worked. I think, mm-hmm. you know, once she got to the point where the detective started questioning whether or not this really happened, I really do believe that it was easier for her brain to go, yeah, you're right, this didn't happen. I really think that Marie wanted mm-hmm. to believe that it wasn't real because mm-hmm. that's I just too. easier that's just it's so easier. much easier it's easier yeah mm-hmm. but the poor love i mean you can tell she she again she needed somebody in there and the fact that they had yeah. been like let's call a friend let's call one of your foster moms let's get somebody in here to sit with you yeah you know i think is is a huge disservice um you know well, Detective Duval is apparently just like us because she went home from work. It was like, Bay, let me fucking mm-hmm. tell you what happened at work today. Yeah. <laughs> and that leads to a detail about a backpack, um, mm-hmm. which this victim could probably tell you if it was on sale at Target or not. I loved her. And leads to another rape case for Detective Rasmussen, 
mm-hmm. which from now on we can only promote, pronounce as like Rasputin from the <laughs> <laughs> every Rasputin. Time she, every time I had to type Ras Rasmussen, I was like Rasputin. <laughs> <laughs> every time. I loved her so much. She annoyed me at first. Oh. I really? didn't like her at first. Well, because Detective Duvall called her and was like, hey, can I come over and talk to you about this case? And she's like, I'll be there at 830. And is like, yeah, 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 sure, come by, whatever. And then when she gets there, Rasmussen's like walking around really fast. And oh, oh I gotta yeah. come over here. I got to go over there. And mm-hmm. she's like, come on, we got to go. And they get in her car to go where? To buy hubcaps. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> what's wrong with this lady? You made she's an appointment. Very you made she's no, busy. no, no! You made an appointment. Well, she kept the appoint?ment But she's got errands to run. The hubcaps would have busy. been there later. That guy did not seem very busy. <laughs> I did not like that. I was like, oh, she's uh, annoying. But yeah, I, yeah. I mean, of course, afterwards, I mean, you get to know her, and but mm-hmm. that was not a good introduction for me. Did she find it interesting that both female detectives were kind of ballbusters to their staff? And part of me is like, because they have to be. Because that's such a boys club that yeah. I feel like you have to be very um, aggressive or they're going to walk all over you. One of my bosses is um, a young female partner and she's kind of like a wonderkind. She came up super fast. She made partner, I think, before she probably even had her like student loans paid off. Sure. And I do, I always watch her very closely when it comes to conflict, when it comes to somebody's let her down or whatever. Her Mm -hmm. disappointment is almost indiscernible from any Mm -hmm. other emotion she would have. Mm -hmm. And I'm always in awe at the self-awareness that must take. Mm -hmm. Because I know she's upset at somebody, but she would never let anybody else know that. No. Mm Mm-hmm. I think it's a leadership trait that doesn't often get portrayed on TV well. And mm-hmm. I do wish I liked the way that Detective Duval handled situations like that, but I kind of mm-hmm. rolled my eyes at the way Rasmussen handled it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Well, it sometimes it I felt like it was a bit excessive yeah, yeah, and maybe yeah. not needed, but I, I get it because you know it's 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 just like your boss. I mean. Let's face it, attorneys is still a boys club. Yeah. Oh, for sure. It's yeah. still a boys club. Especially in the and South. Especially in the South. Especially where there's lawyers like every two feet. <laughs> especially yeah. in New Orleans. You know, and it's and it's hard. I we have a, a partner at our law firm in New Orleans who's an older lady and I used to have to talk to her a lot about um an appeal I was doing for her. And she she's hilarious because she would tell me like it's so hard for us and yeah you know and all this kind of stuff and you should have seen the stuff I used to have to do and all this stuff to like establish her dominance almost like yeah you know because otherwise they're like you're really just a glorified legal secretary you, you're not you really sweet? attorney yeah yeah aren't you aren't you precious so um well these bitches hit up the these cases <laughs> from every angle. Uh, wow. They got shoe prints. They got glove prints. They got seven, sk- seven skin cells. Seven. 
That's crazy. They figure out that he's military. For a little while, they thought he was police. Now, that whole time where they're like, is this a cop? I was like, fuck me. It's her husband. Oh, I know. Me too. I thought the same thing. Oh, I, I was so and scared. Well, I thought it was her husband for a little bit. And then I thought it was one of the male detectives from the beginning. Oh, no. I did. That's where my mind went. Oh, I never but, went there. Yeah, no, I totally went there. Um, every man that they showed on there, I was like, it's obviously him. Obviously, <laughs> it's him. Or somebody working on on the case with them. Yeah. But um, my favorite, can we talk about the, I think it was a fourth-rate victim, the blonde chick? Yes. She, I have to say this, I think she might have been my favorite. Because she's like, y'all fucking suck. You suck so hard. Here's a knife I found. Hello. Hello. How did, it was three feet from my door and you people didn't find it. You she suck. She jumped out of her second floor window. Badass. To get away Fuck from him. me. Fuck uh, me. I mean, and even those detectives were kind of like, well, I mean, we honestly didn't even believe her until we were like, well, she broke her femur. So she was, must have been running from something. I mean, nobody just jumps out the window. I, right. oh, no, let me rephrase that. There's part of our yes, 2% yes, sure. of people that jump out of the window for no damn good reason or they're on drugs or whatever. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. And then I, I loved it when she came in to the police station. She's like, I found this knife. <laughs> Wham. And they're like, code red, code red. And they're like, on the ground, on the ground. And I was like, sister, please. One, you know you should have put that in a baggie, a Ziploc baggie. Everybody she was knows pissed. this. Well, it's been I know, there for a year. It was well, in know, regard still, for a year. But still, put that in a Ziploc bag and be like, I, I, I found this knife and I want to give it to you. Here's my bag or whatever. But when she came in with it in her hand, I was and like, you're lucky you didn't get shot on sight. Here comes Duval with her, you know, therapist voice. Oh, the only oh. person who can calm her down. It's so, that voice, there's something about it where I just go... <gasps> Like, right away, I want to start I crying. Loved, I just loved how they, you know, the, the victims would try to kind of blame themselves, especially the house mother um, of the fraternity, and kind of was like, I, I feel like she blamed herself that she didn't yeah. do something right or she did something wrong or whatever, yeah. and they, they kept, no, no, you, you did nothing wrong. Yeah. Like, nothing you did caused this, you yeah. know, and, and, and said that to really all the victims, um, I thought was just fabulous. Yeah, and that's what I think they, they, they focused on each victim. Like I said, the trauma that ripples out afterwards, like Rasmussen's victim, she had to move into a different apartment. Uh, this poor girl was like into some weird, you know, uh, spiritual shit or whatever. Yeah. But of yeah. course, Duval was like, oh, she's a druid. Okay. No, I understand. And no, I get it. <laughs> I get it. I talked to Jesus about it. We're good. Yeah. We're good. And then, then that sweet old lady, I think she ended up moving into that frat house. And then Dumplin. Mm. Love Dumplin starts going to church. So you know it's bad. Yeah. Well, she had the boyfriend, which I think they broke up because he couldn't handle it. No, she couldn't handle being with him. Oh, yeah. So, okay. Yeah, I don't think it was the boyfriend's fault. I think that yeah. that that guilt that you hold, you know. Sure. How, or, or even like, how do you continue to have a physical relationship when you've been so violated? I can't even well, imagine. And I feel like they didn't show it. But in my head a little bit, I was like, what? 
because she kept saying how protective he's, he was of her and all that stuff. And I kept thinking, like, did he bring it up all the time? Like, right. you know, babe, if I see him, I'm going to, you know, yeah. cut his nutsack off or and did all that he, stuff. Or did he ignore it? And, like, there, there, there's, there's nothing he could yeah. have done and that would have been no. the right answer. No. Yeah. No, nothing in that is the right answer. Yeah. And it's exa- and that's what Duval tells her. Duval's like, you know, because she 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 tells Duval, I've been sleeping with these random men, and I don't know why I do it. And mm-hmm. Duval's like, well, you're obviously just trying to gain control back over your own sexuality. She's like, there's th- that's completely understandable. You know, yeah, nothing wrong and with so that. That that girl got every kind of support she could possibly need and still went wrong and poor marie adler nobody even fucking believes her god it it just when you could see her spiraling and stuff i just got so oh god it just hit me right in the chest like ugh. um well well duval finds a clue about a white truck (laughs) <laughs> and that leads to uh, Chris McCarthy's house. Yes. And straight out of forensic files, they go and pull a coffee cup for Chris McCarthy's DNA. Love it. I was I like, love it. I wanted that voiceover to come on. Yes. You know? <laughs> yes. Yes. And then, like, we get the scenes of, in the lab, and it's always really dark in the lab. I don't know why they don't turn the lights on when they do stuff like that. Have you noticed that? Yes. In forensic files, it's always just like blue light. Like it's just the monitor on their computer is on. It's like you're you're a scientist. Turn the light on. Well, I can tell you my boyfriend who, you know, is like that. Um, he sits in the dark all the time with his computer and it drives me crazy. Because I'll go in there and the first thing I do is flip on the light. And he's like, ugh, mm-hmm. ugh. And I'm like, sucks to be you, but I can't see in the dark. No. no. I'm an old lady. I'm losing my hearing and I can't see in the dark. Yeah. So suck it. <laughs> um, plot twist, though. Yeah. Chris McCarthy has a brother. Didn't see that coming. So now we have the DNA. We know that the DNA can match the seven skin cells. I'm, ugh, that's, that's all amazing. this guy left behind. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Well, I mean, if he makes him sit in the tub for 20 minutes, it's going to rinse away a lot of this <sighs> stuff. So now, so they know that it's in the family. They just, I was mm-hmm. worried at this point. I was like, oh, yeah. no. What do you, like, what do you do now? Because yeah. I've seen forensic files. I yeah, know, we know how that it happens. could be either one. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or both. But they get a warrant to search the house, and it's it's like this guy's address should have been Exhibit A. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. He had right? everything. Yeah. Including the pictures on a file, right? He had pictures um, on his computer. He had the camera that he stole from one of the victims. Yeah, the pink uh, whatever. He had panties. I mean, just everything. The souvenirs he took. Which, Ugh. you know. Gross. Yeah. I know. Never take souvenirs. Just saying. Yeah, that's what my notes say. So many pictures. <laughs> oh, my God. And you know it's got to be rough when the dude who probably sees a bajillion crime photos every day is like, hey, I found these. And ugh, I had to leave. Like, I had to leave. So... Good luck. But I knew those women would look at every single one of them. Uh-huh. Yeah. I knew they would. They had to. They just had to. Because they were just living that case for so long that there's no way you can be like, saw one picture and be like, I'm good. Like, 
you no, have to have they, that No, they needed to look at every single thing. And I think even, like, they, I don't know if they ever did get that password to <laughs> that file that he had encrypted, but, like, they wanted to see even that. Like, 327 yeah. years in jail, and they were like, no, we need to see the rest of these. Yep. But mm-hmm. I think probably the best moment in the whole show, and I'm getting goosebumps talking about it, is when that analyst comes over and he's like, I found, like, 12 more pictures the quality's really bad but you know here they are anyway and they were like ready to call it a night but like we said they have to see it you have to see and it and they click that button and the both of them just lean forward yeah real close and they're like who is that exactly i, I wanted to pull elisa and just run up and down the hall screaming I mean, with my hands in the air. Yeah. Well, and that's why I think they wanted to see the other thing that was encoded regardless, because if there's more victims, they kind of want to give them their closure. Yeah. And I think and part of me think that's why they wanted to see everything. And that's why they were like, I don't care. Find it because maybe it was worse. Maybe it was little girls like you don't know. But they Uh. they need to see everything to make sure they've um uh giving closure as much as they to can everybody. to the victims yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to everybody that they could help yeah but yeah they don't focus much on him and, no. and and in fact we don't ever really get an explanation for why he's doing these things well no because then he talks to the detective the uh, only goddamn male inspector on the whole investigation because he knew those women would put up with nothing and they would give him dagger eyes the whole entire time and be like you piece of shit but I, so they would know what he was doing or so they would know i was like dude are you a murderino like did you see mind hunter or read about it is that why you wanted to give them sit yeah. down talk to him so they can catch other ones because you know you're full of shit no, I think he was just, he just, just like he, he kept the pictures and the souvenirs or whatever. I really think he just wanted to relive it and yeah. in a sick way, share it with another man. who he He's proud probably, of what he did. Yeah. He's proud yeah. of what he did. Yeah. And he wanted to share it. Yeah. Well, he's proud of what he did if he's talking to a man. If he's talking well, to a female, he doesn't want to talk about it. Well, no, I think he's afraid of women too, but that's a whole nother situation. No, I think, I think he is too. I think he even kind of mentions that is that like, he's so out of control around women. He can't control the situations, but in these instances he could. Then turn your fucking self into a mental hospital and get fucking help, you psychopath. But what I want to say is that Mm -hmm. I think another reason this show does not focus so much on him is because I think people like you and I are instinctively going to get mad at the man. Oh, totally. And that's not what this is about. That's not the point of this story. It's not to get mad at him. Mm -hmm. It's about them. It's about the girls. Yeah, it totally is. He, he's just a piece of the puzzle, but he's not an important piece. He, he almost doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, cause honestly, the amount of time they spend on this dude, uh, the amount of screen time he has or yeah. when they actually find out who he is is what five minutes that one scene where they had where they had him standing naked in jail though Loved I it. I thought about that scene for a while after it happened and I thought that it was oddly gratuitous where the rest of the show was not mm-hmm. and I think it was to show look how exposed he is now mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he's literally yep. naked now yeah yeah i um, know that was kind of weird 
And that's it. That's the end of my notes. The only other things I have in my notes is, do you think this is a feminist story? I've or seen that pop is up it a just lot. a story about women? I think it's a story about women. I um, think so too. I don't think this is a feminist story. With a hint. I'm going to say a hint of phys- a feminism. But only because they went after and changed the laws uh, or how they yes. handled the cases. And yeah. I want to talk about Marie and how, real quick, how she was sued or, or um, was she sued by the 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 county or whatever she had charges pressed against her for filing yeah. a false report yeah. report and had to pay five hundred dollars and kind of <sighs> tried to ruin her life and then when she uh i like how she turned the tables on it yes yeah, she went did. to an attorney got 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 paid and turned her life around because yeah. that really could have gone a complete opposite way yeah. not only that the scene where she goes into the police department and asks to talk to that detective i think his name was detective parker on the show mm-hmm. that was real that happened in real life she yeah. walked in there and demanded an apology from this man good and he Stood there and said, "I am deeply, deeply sorry." Yes, that which really I like happened. I I, I respected yeah. that because it could have gone a whole nother way and have been like, "Well, you you didn't know if you were telling the truth and go fuck yourself." Or I whatever. I know when and, when she was like, you know, they never apologized to me. I was like, "Oh, honey, well, I'm sorry. That's that is never gonna happen. They'll give you the money, but they'll never say that they're sorry." Do, so, do you feel like she was in therapy and her therapist told her that she had to go talk to them? Fuck yeah, she was in therapy with that with that uh, chick. Uh, oh, that's right. Who um, was that actress? She's been in everything, too. Yeah. yeah. I know who you're talking about. But yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And I think that that's one of the first people who listened to her. Mm-hmm. Um, it is another thing that made me want to start crying because it's like, oh, my counselor really does listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah. No, I do. Um, I don't know if it really made her feel better or not. I think the only thing that made her feel better was starting over. I, that's well, just what I think. Yeah. Well, yeah. Leave the town. Leave all that shit behind. Get your life together. You need, yeah. She needed some cash. She got it. Yeah. She learned hey, to drive. Man, look, sometimes a, a little cash injection really will make your life better. Well, because you're stuck in the town. You have no friends. She's you stuck. have no this. You have no. no that. And it just makes you relive it over and over again. Where if you get, I don't even remember how much it was they gave her. But you get enough where she could get a car, move, yeah, set up someplace else, have an adult apartment. Yeah. And start her life over was the best thing for her. There's nothing keeping her to that town she lived in. Why would no. you want to stay there? She and had no family. The only thing that that, that that place represented to her was the attack and how the foster system let her down so many times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This Really what this did was it gave her the opportunity to leave that all behind. It wasn't yeah. about the money. You know, she no. just wanted to get out. Yeah. And start yeah. And, and, and try to start over and rebuild her life. And I, uh, you know kudos to her and i don't know if she even meant to do this but she really did have an effect on like i said like the protocol in these mm-hmm. kind of cases going forward i don't even know mm-hmm. if she meant to do that mm-hmm. but she was able to help other people by suing yeah. by giving over the money they had to admit that they did something wrong and they had to look at this again boy 
this was a, such a good story, though. A I mean, true I true story. I, I'm telling you, when I, I mean, like I said, because we had talked about watching some other things, and I started seeing the 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 the. the everybody talking about it, and I was like I think we need to do the story it's hot and happening right now and you're like okay and then you came back and you're like oh but we were supposed to do uh what was the it Mary Society you really excited I was like nope yeah nope we're doing this story I was like fuck you we're doing yeah. this story because it's so good and I knew yeah. you I I was 90% sure you would love it too I was scared of it at first because I thought that I thought that the rape really was made up before I started watching, <gasps> yeah, I yeah, thought yeah. it was a story about a girl who made up a rape. Yep, mm-hmm. not a girl who wasn't believed. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's kind of how it's told. I mean, that's kind of how it's presented yeah. as that. So it, but oof, wow. But not only it's it's you know it's not only this actual story that's so good. It's there's so many other things that made this miniseries good. I loved the way that they rolled out the investigation. Yes. Mm-hmm. How each episode you got a little bit more of the investigation. Like that's the kind of like true crime um, investigative stuff that that we all really want to see. We don't yeah, yeah. need it to be wrapped up in an hour. You know. <gasps> yeah. I really no. Do want to see a lead detective yelling at at you know an, a co-worker going that should have been done three days ago where are the results to this test and then you have yeah. to wait a few days or a week or whatever to find out and yeah you know and she wasn't having none of that i'm telling you she's that she's like detective duval is like that what is it how does it go like uh walk softly with a big stick is that how it goes it's one of the presidents said it teddy roosevelt and it's I think walk it's, something but carry a big stick. Yeah, walk uh, softly but carry a big stick. Yeah, yeah, that's her. Yeah, maybe that's it. What? 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 Sorry, I'm trying to find something. It's okay. I can uh, edit it out. Editing magic. <laughs> Damn it! Because I'm trying to. Um, here we go. Um, because it's something I want to talk about. So hi. Well, what is it? Because of this story. And what it deals with, I wanted to mention to everybody, I have it on pre-order. I'm pretty stoked to read it, is another real-life rape case by a woman who was raped by that piece of shit, Brock, whatever the fuck his name was. It got oh, 14 that minutes fucking guy. She wrote a story, and it's called Know My Name, and her name is Chanel Miller, and it comes out Tuesday. Oh, cool. Okay. You know me. I will always support victims when they when they come out so i have it on pre-order um i bet it's amazing this woman is so again so brave yeah because honestly i think if i would either go one or two ways i would either lay in my bed and just give up and be afraid of every single thing i would just completely melt down or i would completely melt down and then i would be enraged and the fact that that piece of shit got i don't know 15 minutes in jail yeah. I would have waited for him to get out and shot him right in the balls. Yeah. Like, and I, I would I think, go in total rage. I think the judge in that case has been. Very uh, lenient on every rapist he's no, ever No, no, no. Like, I, I don't think he's, I don't think he's still serving as a judge anymore. No, because yeah. of that. Because, yeah, because he's always of, been very, yeah. you know, the, you know, she was wearing a short skirt. So, well, obviously his, she deserved it. His thing was, you're such a good boy. 
Yes, I don't want to ruin your life for one indiscretion. Yeah. I, I don't really remembered too much about that case focusing on her it was more about what a good boy he is well it was more about the outrage of how he got six months or whatever pathetic thing it was or less because he was he was such a good boy yeah he came from a good family this is going to ruin his life and i'm like he's a rapist yeah so if it doesn't so what you're trying to do is whitewash this so it's not hardly anything. It's not going to show up. And know. then he's going to rape his secretaries and rape women who he has power over for the rest of his life. So congratulations for setting that up. No, he should be thrown. I think every man that's convicted of rape, regardless, should serve no less than 50 years. Period. Yeah. 50 maybe years. We'll, maybe we'll get there someday. Maybe someday. When we get more women than political power. Do you Wah-ha. have an obsession session? I have so many. Um, I'm going to hit them real quick. Okay. Real quick. Speaking of books coming out on Tuesday, I'm going to be flip-flopping here. Jonathan Van Ness. Yes. The Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. My hero, who I'm seeing in December. His book comes out on Tuesday as well. So I'm very excited for that. I have that pre-ordered. He, um, I didn't know if you know this, but he's HIV positive. No, I did not know that. Mm -hmm. I think it's in his book and I've been seeing it, uh, recently here and there. So, but I love him to death. He is just so, oh God, I can't even go into it, but I love him. So it's coming out on Tuesday. So two books, everybody needs to go buy. Number two, I don't know if you watched it this week, but American Horror Story came out. No, I did not watch it. I was so against the season from the get-go when I heard Evans wasn't in it. Sarah wasn't in it. Nobody who's ever been in it hardly has been in it. Nobody who's what I consider American Horror was going to be in it. And I was like, nope, don't even care. I don't even know if I'm going to watch it. And I watched the first episode the day after it came out because I literally forgot it was coming out. I loved it. Yeah. I really like it. It's very campy. It's very 80s. So it's kind of got that. For you, the Stranger Things vibe going in it. Oh, nice. Okay. It's very cheesy like that. It I, The only person that's been in more than like two seasons of American Horror is um, Emma Roberts. Okay. Is in it. But she I like plays Emma go- Roberts. She plays a completely different character. She's this nice, goody-goody oh. girl. Yeah. Huh. It's a serial killer. You know, they're in a, a camp by a lake kind of story it's got some some murderino stuff in it and it's just i mean so far i like it it's i love camp okay i love mardi gras so So it's like it's campy and it's about a camp yeah yeah it's it's like the 1980s slasher films yeah it's completely hitting all of those uh checkpoints so awesome well i think i will watch it then yeah i mean you know it's not gonna be great also i want to mention it's not my obsession session but i think it also comes out on tuesday i'm gonna be very busy this week the politician comes on netflix who was also done by the same guy who does the american horror and um american crime story american crime story thank you it stars the very beautiful the very talented who i want to be when i grow up jessica lang (gasps) so I'm, I, I didn't know she was in it, but I saw, saw it on Instagram, and I'm like, sold. So that comes out on Netflix on Tuesday? Tuesday. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's all that. So um, I think that's it. That's all I got. Go. 
this is just an obsession session that I've had in my notes for a while, and I just never get around to talking about. There was an episode of The Dollop. Uh-huh. It's episode 393. It's called Thomas Midgley. Mm-hmm. And Thomas Midgley is the man who decided it would be a good idea to put lead into gasoline and paint. Mm-hmm. And um, it's kind of all about the effects that that had. He also mm-hmm. created Freon, too. Is he the one that had people test all the stuff by I ingesting know. it? Uh, No. But okay, because that was a recent dollop. I just started listening to them again, and I heard that. And I was like... Heard that story, but no, I no, didn't. I don't. No, I don't think that he had people test it. He, I think, yeah, I guess, basically, the point of the story is that he knew the effects that lead and all of these products were having on people, and mm-hmm. he just continued to lie about it. You know, much mm-hmm. like the oil industry does today. Mm-hmm. Sure. But what I thought was really interesting, and I wanted to talk to you about, was at the end of the episode, he points out that around the time that gas is unleaded and they take lead out of paint and stuff Mm -hmm. is also right around the time of golden age of serial killers oh yes so they think that if you think about it like this lead if it's in the gasoline it's also in the air at that point Mm -hmm. i mean that was also a really violent time for a lot of american cities Sure. Like, you know, New York and Chicago and L.A., like there were Mm -hmm. lots of riots and stuff at that. Crime was Mm -hmm. like at an all time high. Mm -hmm. And basically, Dave Anthony suggests that the lead from the pollution in the cars and from just being, you know, in the walls of everything that surrounded us had an effect on the rise of people like Bundy and Ed Kemper and. Um, yeah, I thought that was really interesting. I was like, wow, because I always wonder about that cults and stuff, too. Like all during this like 20 year period, it's kind of like, what were Mm -hmm. you guys doing? You know, because I'm an 80s Mm -hmm. baby. So like to me, it's like mystical, whatever happened before that. And I can't understand what was happening in culture that caused all these things. And I really loved the idea that, oh, it was lead in the air because that solves (laughs) so many problems. Well, I think, too, what it is, is that's really the first time in, in American history that that time period like the late 60s and 70s and stuff where a lot almost all of the old fashion ideals were thrown out the window yeah you know women were hitchhiking yep there was free love there was lots of drugs going on you know and uh, there was lead in the milk and you know people were a little bit loose a little bit more trusting and yeah. things of that nature. So I think it, it the lead in the air is, is a definitely interesting take on it. But I think what it did was just that time period of people being free and whatnot and very like right on man and all that stuff opened them up or or I don't know if it opened them up to serial killers or it opened the serial killers up where they're like, God, yeah. these people will get my car and go anywhere with me. Right on. Look, this is a killing field now. I but can take my even, pick. But you could even say, you know, things that like the hitchhiking and the free love are not things that we would do now because we understand it, how dangerous that kind of stuff is. Yeah. You could even say that those social constructs were from people being poisoned by lead. Yeah. I mean, totally. 
it, it could go hand in hand. I can tell you <laughs> when you said that. So I was leaving the train uh, station Friday after work. And now I park like right up there. I mean, like right up front. And I was walking to my car and I saw this homeless guy. And I swear to God, it was like Night of the Living Dead. Ah. Um, he was an African-American guy, but he had like these white patches all over his like face and arms and stuff like calluses or something like okay big horrible spots and he was kind of like dragging his foot and stuff but he was coming up to the car and sister i got in there so fast and so i got in there and locked the doors immediately because you're approaching me and i don't know what you want yeah. um and even if i do i probably am likely to jump in my car real fast and lock the doors because i don't want to talk to anybody else yeah that's fine you know me i don't, I don't like people he did this smart thing where he got in front of my car because I was able to pull through mm -hmm. uh, where I was parked at. Sister, I backed up, almost ran over people to get out of there. I was like, <laughs> no. go fuck yourself. Ah. You, you think I'm a vet? You, you think easy target because you look no. at me and think easy target. Nope. Mm -mm. I will run over. I will run over people and you if I feel threatened. <laughs> so get <laughs> the fuck away from me. That reminds me of a story. I went after work to get gas one day. Mm-hmm. And um, near my house, there's like two gas stations across the street from each other. Mm -hmm. And the first one I pulled into, I was kind of like waiting for a spot. And I saw this man walking up to everybody asking people like, I don't know if you needed money or can I use your cell phone or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I'm watching him walk up to another lady while she's pumping gas and it occurred to me like, oh, fuck, she's like stuck there because he's yeah. basically got you cornered between your car mm -hmm. and the gas pump, you know? Mm -hmm. So I, I don't I Maybe I should have done. So. He walked away from her, but I went, you know what? I'm not dealing with this. No, nope. thank you. Mm -mm. So I literally pulled out of the gas station, went across the street, went to the other gas station. And do you know this mother crossed the street? Wow. And started coming over to the gas station that I was at now. And that's when I decided I was like, oh, no, I crossed the street to get away from you. We are not having this conversation. So the only mm -hmm. thing I could think to do was I gave him the craziest white bitch face I could <laughs> possibly come up with. Like, I must have looked completely insane. So when he started walking over to me, I was just like, um, what's her name from Snow White? Uh, the evil stepmother yeah no the, yeah. the evil queen or whatever uh, yeah yeah uh-huh that's the face that i gave him and do you know <gasps> he turned right on his heel and walked away <laughs> yeah yeah so that's that's my go-to now like whenever i'm like in a situation where i'm like nope don't like this but i don't have a choice i just mm -hmm. look completely nuts well i could tell you with the gas station thing as you know another woman by myself a lot i always lock all my doors yeah. In the car, always, as soon as I get out. And I pump the gas. But yeah, I'm always aware of my surroundings. And my go-to move is to just pull out the gas. Pull out the, the <laughs> nozzle and just spray yeah. them with gas. Like, yeah. I literally don't care. Yeah, that um, was a good, yeah. Yeah. That's always and may, my, maybe my Maybe it would have gotten to that point if he had come near me, but he took one yeah. look at me and he's like, she's nuts and walked away. <laughs> I've, I've seen homeless people... Um, uh, approach and do that same kind of thing when I've been getting gas and if if I'm already pumping I'm like five dollars I'm done that's enough to get me yeah. out of here and yeah. I leave because there's a newer gas station that's like right as you're leaving the train station so it's pretty busy and it's on a busy road and stuff and it's you know almost five o'clock in the afternoon so you know it's quote unquote safe time so that's when I always get my gas 
at yeah. regardless of the price because it's it's right there. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But um, if I see a homeless person in the parking lot, you know, I, I, I truly feel bad for the homeless people. But just, God, don't come no. up to a single, like, do not no, come up to one no, by themselves. A, there's this one guy on the corner at a red light um, on my way home. And he always comes up to me. And he's like, roll down your window. And I'm like, no. Go fuck no. yourself. Even I those just, little kids I that were lo- out there trying to get money for their church. And they're like, money, money. No. I'm like, no, no. I'm not. Nope. Mm-mm. Not rolling don't, down nope. my window for you. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. That's, uh, this is how every Martorino story starts. I know. No. No. <laughs> so horrible no i'm not horrible (laughs) what would be horrible is if i rolled down my window for a person i don't know yeah on the side of the road that would be horrible no i'm not doing it i work with some women that that say when they see them sometimes you know if it's raining or if it's this or that yeah they roll down their their window and give them money and i was like absolutely not are you crazy but they look so they i don't give a shit care i don't do not roll down your window. You're going to get hurt. I don't want to read about this. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to read about no. it on the news. Do not roll down your window. Mm-hmm. Sorry, not sorry. That's my favorite. He's like, he's always he's always walking out to me. He's like, roll down your window. And I go, no. No. <laughs> no, I, I do the same thing. I'm like, absolutely not. No. <laughs> You're my, no. And I'm making eye contact with him. Like, yeah. I lift up my sunglasses to be yeah. like, I'm fucking serious. Get away from my No. Car. No. I will ram talking. the person in front of me. Yeah. To get away from you. No. I'm just telling you how that works for you. Yeah. Okay, let's end the okay. show. Thank God. I, you, I gotta go relax. I'm what are we, I know. What are we watching next week? <laughs> what if I know? Big I mouth. <laughs> Probably. I don't know. Um, oh, we could do um, the Great British Bake Off. <gasps> oh, yeah. Because I haven't watched any since we recorded. Yeah. Because I wanted to binge some. Yeah. Okay, guys. Well, join us next week. We don't know exactly what we're watching yet, but if you follow us on Facebook and Instagram, we will tell you there. And we'll see you then. Bye. Bye.